Welcome to Grit and Medicine, a Mayo Clinic Talks production inspiring grit, growth, resilience, inspiration, and tenacity in medicine. My name is Alexandra Anderson. I'm an anesthesiologist at Mayo Clinic Rochester, and I'm here with Dr. Don Davis, and we're going to talk today about your lecture here at GRIT. Um, subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app to get notified when new episodes are released. Thanks for having me, Dr. Anderson. It's my pleasure to be here. Awesome. Tell us about yourself and what you do at Mayo Clinic. Sure. My name's Dawn Davis, and I'm an associate professor in dermatology and pediatrics at Mayo. I'm the division chair for clinical dermatology. And I'm also the medical director for the Referring Provider Office and Alumni Relations. My area of expertise in medicine, sub-sub area of expertise is children <laughs> and pregnant women with skin disease. Wow, you've, you've done a lot. <laughs> yeah, but in my head I'm always 26, so it works out. Absolutely, that's what works. That's right. Um, so tell me a few interesting things about yourself. Um, well, I'm here today to talk about something I'm passionate about, which is community engagement. And so despite the fact that when most people around town or at work run into me, they think of me as a skin doctor, um, I also have um, another bubble outside of medicine where I engage in the community to help grow uh, those around me. And I really enjoy that. And what is grit to you? Grit to me means coming together as women to empower and support one another and champion one another and learn. Because the work environment is busy and fast paced mm -hmm. and we appreciate each other, but we don't get to pause mm -hmm. and listen and learn. And I've just really enjoyed the supportive environment and learning from my colleagues and getting to see mm -hmm. them on stage, teaching me about something outside of medicine for our professional growth and growth as individuals. And it just really makes me proud to work at Mayo Clinic and it makes me proud to have such lovely and wonderful colleagues. This is my first time here and it's feel, I'm feeling the magic of it. It's really impressive. It is. Um, so getting more into this community involvement, how has that always been your passion? I've fallen into it, mm -hmm. really. I'm a people person, I'm an extrovert. I tend to get bored easily. Hmm. So um, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to learn how to grow in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I could sharpen my saw or I could go sharpen another saw that I didn't know I had. And so it was a way for me to think outside the box and really mm -hmm. challenge myself to grow in a non-work environment but still obtain mm -hmm. skills. What was the first thing that got you outside the box or started pulling you more into the community? The first thing that got me outside the box was simply donating supplies to local mm -hmm. charities in need because I felt, do I have gifts to give? Maybe not, but maybe I could help behind the scenes with some supplies, mm -hmm. donate some physical labor now, now and then. And then the snowball just kept rolling mm -hmm. and kept getting bigger. And eventually you realize that the, the community service organizations mm -hmm. in your local area, they need your time and talent. Yeah. So what kind of gifts do we have to offer? Well, you have two different types <clears throat> of gifts. Most people don't even know that they have gifts. Mm -hmm. And there's three barriers to community service. The first of which is time. So when you tell somebody that you volunteer in the community and you tell that to a working woman, mm -hmm. uh, like all these alarm bells go off mm -hmm. because they think, oh my gosh, how am I going to ever schedule that in? That's just one more thing to put on my very busy calendar. Right. But that's a big misperception because about 90% of volunteer activities 
it's up to you. Mm. You are in control of the time. So you can tell them how long you're available, mm -hmm. when you're available, and for what extent of time. And so really, it's when your time is flexible. Mm -hmm. it's, very, um, it's, it's very unusual for, the, for there to be concrete rules about time commitments or when the time has to occur. So I think that's a misperception. So I want people to take that off of their worry list. Mm -hmm. And we all have about an hour a time a week that we can donate, especially if it's convenient for us. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of times where you don't have enough time to do anything, quote, productive, but you've right. still got some free time. Right. And that's when you can do some community service, and not all of it has to be in a particular space. A lot of it can be behind the scenes. And the average volunteer volunteers 52 hours a year. So that's about oh. an hour a week. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to always be on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. but you can chunk the time however best works for you. That makes it seem a lot more manageable. Yes, it does. Sure. And so the second barrier to community service <laughs> is the perception that you don't have gifts to give. Mm -hmm. And so what you consider a gift in the workplace, we always get constructive feedback in the mm -hmm. workplace. We want constructive feedback in the workplace because we want to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. But the community service organizations are just thankful that you're there because mm -hmm. they, need, they need all sorts of help of mm -hmm. all different types. And so I like to classify it in, into work-type gifts and personal-type mm -hmm. gifts. Mm -hmm. So if you think about your work gifts, they're probably not even things you would consider a gift. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you're punctual. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're organized. Um, maybe you're responsible. So if you're given a chore, you follow through. Mm -hmm. Maybe you like working with people. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're good with crunching numbers. Maybe you can set up an agenda. These are things that to you as a working female is just part of your daily activities. Right. You consider that just part of your job. But actually, that's a gift and a skill. Mm -hmm. You just didn't know it was a gift and a skill to, because to you it's secondhand. Mm -hmm. In addition, you have personal gifts. So what are your hobbies and things that you enjoy outside of work? Mm -hmm. Are you good at tennis? <laughs> do you like to cook? Do you like interior decorating? Mm -hmm. Do you like floral design? Mm -hmm. um, do you like to read? Do you like spending time with friends? Mm -hmm. Whatever your hobbies or interests are, mm -hmm. that can be given as a gift to community service. So let's say that you're punctual mm -hmm. and you like to read. You can call the local reading center and say, hi, my name is Dawn. I love reading books. Mm -hmm. um, I like kids and I tend to be punctual and organized. Do you need help as a, with a re reading to children in your reading center? And the person on the other end of the phone will just fall over with joy wow. that somebody is you know, volunteering yeah. to come work in their center. Wow, and you know, we're talking about, I feel like one of the themes at GRIT is um, talking about being your authentic self and bringing yes. your whole self to work and to home. And this really with this idea of personal and professional gifts sounds like a way to integrate your whole self for growth outside in the community. It is. I like to think of community mm. service as, you know, we're all born with a bucket. Mm -hmm. And life happens, and life puts a hole in some people's bucket. Mm -hmm. And you can be the cork to patch the bucket. Yeah. And for some people, unfortunately, they were just dealt a bucket that had lots of holes to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then for certain individuals, unfortunately, they were never given a bucket at all. Mm -hmm. And so it's your opportunity to help somebody build and fill their bucket. And when their bucket fills, your bucket fills. Mm -hmm. And so you really help someone in the community. You help yourself as an individual. You grow as an employee because you learn skills and you sharpen saws you didn't know you had. Mm -hmm. And your employer wins because their employees get external experience. They get leadership opportunities. Mm -hmm. They work in teams. They think outside the box. Mm -hmm. They meet new people. They have to work with people from all backgrounds. And you get to meet fascinating people who do things that I, I have no idea about. Mm -hmm. And so really, it makes me a better person. Yeah. 
and just learning and understanding more about people makes us better physicians. Absolutely. So you get yeah. to you get to logistically help close a gap, mm -hmm. but you also get to metaphorically build a community and mm -hmm. be part of someone's village. Mm -hmm. um, Actually, it's funny you mentioned the bucket. We have the fill your bucket book. I, I have that for my kids. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's a good analogy for them. Today's podcast is sponsored by Mayo Clinic's online CME. Go to ce.mayo.edu slash online CME to see the full list of course offerings. One of your talking points is Goldilocks syndrome. Can you tell me more about that? Sure. So I believe as women in the workplace, oftentimes we suffer from what's called Goldilocks syndrome. It's also mm -hmm. called the spider web problem or mm -hmm. the double bind. Mm -hmm. And we all know Goldilocks, mm -hmm. the, the nice young lady who has an affinity for bears. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's known for being high maintenance mm -hmm. because things are either too tall or too short, too soft or too hard, and everything for her has to be just right. She's a little entitled. She's a little <laughs> high maintenance. And... With regards to women in the workplace, you know, we all fall along a large spectrum. Mm -hmm. And the data shows that we can be better individuals and employees when we simply work on being a better self, mm -hmm. when we take who we are and make ourselves better. Mm -hmm. But what happens when women ask for feedback in the workplace is that they're given these very narrow boundaries of what's considered appropriate. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be just right, like mm -hmm. Goldilocks. You can't be too tall or too short. Mm -hmm. You can't be too friendly, but you can't be too mean. Right. You can't speak out too loudly, but you can't be quiet. Mm -hmm. You have to champion others, but you can't just champion yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's, you know, we fall on a spectrum, but the, the yellow brick road we're allowed to live on is so narrow, mm -hmm. and it's windy, and you have to stay on it, and if you fall off the bandwagon, you know, it's unfortunate. And so engaging in community service is a place where the everyone is welcome mm -hmm. and the entire spectrum of who you are and all your work talents and yeah. personal talents are desperately needed, much less are they encouraged. And so it's a place where you find acceptance and growth. Mm. And you can maybe practice and get comfortable being your authentic self. There. Absolutely. That's really great. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I was wondering if you can think of an example of how um, community service has helped your practice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I volunteer at the Ronald McDonald House mm -hmm. in Rochester, both as a volunteer in the physical space behind the mm -hmm. scenes, but also serve on their board. Mm -hmm. And as a physician, I, I see patients all day long who have mm -hmm. severe disease and complex um, medical situations, and it's a very humbling um, job to be able to try to help to make people better. Mm -hmm. And you go to work thinking you're having a bad day, and then you take care of a complex sick child, it's and it just truth. brings you back to reality, yeah. right? I mean, talk about yeah. having a bucket that has a lot of holes, mm -hmm. right? But when you go to the Ronald McDonald House, magic happens because despite the fact that the kids are ill and their families are very stressed and they're all living in a ho hotel, really, away, away from home, yeah. the Ronald McDonald House welcomes everyone. Mm -hmm. And they all bond over a very similar traumatic experience mm -hmm. that they have a tragically sick child mm -hmm. and they're very far away from home just trying to make their child feel better. Mm -hmm. and, and it's amazing to see people bond and strengthen and come together and it's been very helpful for me as an individual and mm -hmm. as a provider to see my patients outside of the practice yes. and to see them live their lives outside of the practice with a sick child. Mm -hmm. And just like when I became a parent, I believe that that made me a better provider, especially because coincidentally I take care of children. Yeah. I can tell you that my volunteering in the community with children at the Ronald McDonald House and the local PTA and things have, has made me a better provider to see somebody mm -hmm. outside of their medical bubble. 
you know, it helps us all to see each other as humans. Absolutely, because we're all people first. Yeah. Speaking with Dr. Amy Williams yesterday, she she mentioned a quote: "Patients never get vacations." It kind it's of true. reminds me of that. It's absolutely true. To see them living their real life, they're not just sick when they come to see us. Right. And, a good reminder yeah and when they see me they try to be on their best behavior mm -hmm. and they're sitting in a gown and mm -hmm. they're usually you know clothed with a towel you know a towel right. or a sheet and they're vulnerable because they're scared Absolutely. they don't know what they have and they just want to feel better and their yeah. skin hurts right and and so they're on their their best behavior and they just want to be little kids they just mm -hmm. want to go to school they want to play they, they want to hug their mom yeah. um, and their dad they want to see their friends I mean if, if you take a child who's really sick the first thing they do is they just beg to go home and be normal and go to school. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. beg to be able to do homework, <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you for taking care of kids. It gives, especially yeah, since becoming pleasure. a parent, it just gives me chills. It's it's important. Children are our pipeline. They're our yeah. future, right? So speaking of a pipeline, yes. how are you working or what can we do to create a pipeline for people who you know, enter the community. And well, thank you for probably. tossing me that ball. Um, <laughs> the third barrier to community service, which is actually statistically the most important barrier, is that people don't know how to get started. Yes. They don't have an action plan. Right. And today, unbeknownst to the audience, because my talk is in a couple of hours, they will be formulating their action plan during my lecture. Oh, okay. And so there are a couple of lists um, mm -hmm. online of nonprofit organization websites where mm -hmm. it's a collective database, and you mm -hmm. can type in either your interest or where you live and come up with a list of nonprofit organizations in your area that need help because mm -hmm. most nonprofit organizations are looking for volunteers, and a lot of them have leadership positions, including on their board, that go unfilled. Mm -hmm. The demand is so high and the supply is so low that mm -hmm. they they really do need us. And so you're going to have your action plan where you're going to list your work talents mm -hmm. and your personal gifts. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have the list of things like say you like to read and mm -hmm. you like to cook and you're punctual and mm -hmm. things like that. And so you say, well, maybe if I like to read or I like to cook, maybe I'd be good at the soup kitchen. Or if mm -hmm. you like animals, maybe you'd be good at the animal shelter. Yeah. And so with your action plan, you have your talents listed. You have the, the phone number and the connections to the nonprofits with your action plan. And then you can pick up the phone or send an email and say, hi. My name is Dawn. I love animals. I noticed you have a local animal shelter. Mm -hmm. Would you need help walking the dogs or you know playing with the puppies? And yeah. they're just going to be jumping for joy, both yeah. the, the volunteer and the puppies. Right, that you right. get to spend time with them. <laughs> so I want to I want to get everyone over the hump that they don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to get over the hump that they quote don't have gifts because we all have gifts to give. And I want people to get over the hump of the action plan. Mm -hmm. So if you're empowered with an action plan, the world is your oyster. Absolutely. It makes things so much less intimidating it does. to start. So that's fabulous. Well, I look forward to that. Thanks. I'll be making my own action plan shortly. Good. Well, thank you so much for coming to talk to thank us. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Yes. It's been nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs>